Obviously not morning there. No, afternoon, actually. Late afternoon. Does this, because uh, you're doing a podcast later today at uh, noon my time. So is and can you juggle both? Do you work from home and you can do the podcast, the internet thing? I'm free today. Oh. Because, of, because of the second Easter day. The second Easter day. We, we have that with Christmas as well. We have two Christmas days, two Easter days. Um, what's Pinkster with you guys? I don't know what that is. What's There's a, another holiday after this one. And we have two days of those as well. Back to back? Or is it one week and then a week and then a separate day after a week? No, two days after. Back to back. One right after the other. Yeah. Okay, so Easter then must have be bigger in uh, Europe. No, it's not. <laughs> no, well, why do you get two days off? We only get I one. Don't know. I and, don't know. Wait a minute. Easter Sunday, we only get that day off because everybody has Sunday off. So everything just shuts down. You're like, oh, shit, I can't get food. Yeah, and we have a second Easter day as well. I really don't know why. I never looked into it for some odd reason. Huh. I just I took want- it for granted. Like, oh, another day off. Cool. I'm wondering if it isn't because, well, it's Sunday, and so people need a day off. Could be. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. Are you? I can hear myself. I don't know. Man, look at that. You got a curly microphone wire. How professional are you? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jack, tell me, tell me I'm pretty, Jack. Look at me today, huh? What, you know something different today? You got the nice trim beard. Yeah. You got your hair done. Hair's um, done. Moisturizer, moisturizer on my face. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Mint has 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 a dash of mint, so it feels very cool, as oh. if the wind is blowing on my face in my apartment. And what else? What else is missing? But been replaced. A new sweater. Not new. This sweater's probably older than you because it's a hand-me-down <laughs> from my dad. I'm serious. <laughs> I think I've had this thing with me since college. I don't know why he always, he had like this amazing sweater collection. They always give me hand-me-downs. I'm like, I don't want a fucking sweater. I want some fucking money so I can fucking eat. I have enough fucking sweaters. Yeah, just give me food, old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, no, I, I took a shower today. I got all pretty and cleaned up. I put mm-hmm. on deodorant. The deodorant that our friend in common, um, uh, uh, Adam Piggott. Uh, PushyRubberDownhill.com. He recommended this deodorant called Hermes. He, he. Was that his? He came and visited. He was in Louisiana. Me and the great one went down to visit him, and it's hot and muggy in Louisiana. And so, um, for whatever reason, I, I was running out of deodorant. And I say, "Hey, uh, Adam, can I use your deodorant?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, mate, go over there, booty booty body over my car." And so uh, I see this thing called. He's like, "Yeah, it's Hermes. It's a brown cylinder." So I grab it. It smells really good. I'm like, "Man, this is good smelling shit." Now, this then triggers him to tell us an eight-hour story about the importance of smelling good. When he went uh, whitewater raft guiding, and uh, they lined up all the whitewater rafting guys, and, and the, the clients had to say something positive and, and constructively negative about each person. And then the one was Adam Smith. And there's a hot chick. There's always a hot chick in Adam's story. Always. 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 There are no ugly chicks in Adam's stories where he personally interacts. And she says, oh, Adam smelled really nice. He's like, mates, it's very important that you maintain a good scent. It's like, oh, thanks, Adam. Really? You know? So none of this Old Spice shit, none of that. So I went and I, I said, well, this smells really good. You know, so I, you know what it costs? 
Oh, wait, I know this. I know this. It's like 42 bucks. 45 bucks. That's just the purchase price. That ain't what it costs to deliver it to you. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. It has to smell good. It smells really good, but not $45 good. But no? what am I good at doing, Jack? Giving positive feedback. No. Has to be. <laughs> screwing over people. I'm really good at screwing over people. I didn't know. Oh, well, so my mom's always like, what do you want? Nothing. You, and then I don't know if it happens. Are you at the stage now? Your mom, you don't need anything. And then your mom keeps asking you what you want. And you're like, and then not knowing because you don't want anything. She gets you shit you never asked for, ever wanted it in your life. No, and mostly because I haven't talked to her in over a decade. But my really? father. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, I'll I tell knew you, you had to tell, you, you to tell you, me that. There's a time and place for everything. Not yeah. now. No, but my father doesn't do that either. I have, I have girl, I have girls who tend to do that. Like, what do you want? You, you, you sure you don't? Yes, don't. Oh wait, the old man does do it. He he sent yeah. me a picture of a couch because I cleaned up in here and I I th uh, threw away or I sold everything I didn't need, and then he sent me this picture of a couch. I was like, what do you need a couch for? Why? <laughs> You already have one. And you don't have enough friends to sit on it. And he's like, oh, but it's for you. You have more space now, right? Yeah, because I wanted space not to fill it up. <sighs> yeah, well, <clears throat> so with my ma, she, she bought me a walking stick, an American Indian walking stick. Right. Mm -hmm. This was not a little light carbonite pole. This was about a 6'4". Like, I look like a fucking shaman in the woods. It had beads. It had feathers. And it weighed about 25 pounds. Now, Jack, I know maybe you're not the most experienced hiker. Do you carry big, large, 25-pound things when going on long hikes? No. No. So my mom got me this damn thing made over it. That It's authentic. It's made at the Indian Reservation. And, you know, it has four turquoise beads for the four decades of life and the three red beads for me being alive three years and how many feathers to indicate what rank I'd be in the Sioux Indian tribe at my, I'm like, Oh my fucking God, mom, I did not ask for the, and it's this big, ugly fucking thing. I have no room for it. And she's like, Oh, and she could just see like, Oh, he doesn't like it. And oh. it's almost, no, no, not. Oh, it's, I've had conversations where beyond the, Oh, it's like, mom, Unless it's a Mach 1 Mustang circa 1972 or a 1989 Chevy Caprice Classic or some really expensive gift, I have bought everything I fucking need. And now it's space. They don't get it. They think they think more shit is better. It's like, no, I like oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And my apartment, it's as you could tell, you know, we got two people in a one bedroom. It's it's not as sparse as I'd like. No, uh, but I think that's a I don't know. I don't really know if that's a boomer thing or a whatever, because I do believe they have the best intentions. They do. For, yeah. some, for some reason, they can't express their emotions without giving something. Like, there's always, there's always need to be stuff attached. And I'm like, why? how about you don't give me that and just give me an experience? Like, take me somewhere or whatever. No, it, it has to be stuff. Like, yeah. don't want stuff friend of mine too by the way birthday he was like what do you want I'm like, give me cash I'm thank happy. you there you go yeah. just give me cash he was like oh i don't do cash i do presents i just told you i didn't want anything he buys me this 
thick. Of, I still have it. <laughs> so you kept it. Oh, it meant something to you. There, that, you see that thing? I the, see the, books. Yeah. Okay. I'm pointing right at it. That the red thing. Red, yeah, that big red thing. It's the uh, the history of rock music. I never opened it. I never read it. I never did anything <laughs> with it. I looked it up. It's a forty buck book. I was like, why did just gave me the 40 bucks. I could have used it right now, by the way, because I had to buy a... Oh, I found something great, by the way, yesterday. You can buy oh. second... You can buy refurbished cell phones. Like, okay, perfect yeah. condition. Yeah. And there are 100... No, this one was 140 bucks cheaper than a new one. And this is just the same. Works just fine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My old one <laughs> fell in the water. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I got, thankfully, I got my parents, like, seriously, like, don't get me anything. But if you do give me something, get me a gift card. So then they do that, or we go for dinner. But then this fucking Indian walking stick just came out of nowhere. I'm like, what? How did it? So, but then my dad, I think what this is, is his, when he married and, you know, he just had to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And so he had a fine collection of sweaters. So, but anyway, this $45 uh, deodorant that rich Australians pay. Uh, only for it. So uh, I was like, wait a minute, I got it. So I enlist the GF. I said, listen, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it very clandestinely. You're going to go to my ma. You say, I have the perfect gift for Aaron. And my mom is going to get so excited because it's rarely, and, and then you just tell her the truth, but you don't say I'm in on the skinny. And so she went to my ma says, I found Aaron has this great deodorant. But you know him. He's cheap. And, you know, from your side of the family, da, 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 and he will never afford himself. He's always got old spice. He'll never sign it. And my mom got it hook, line, and sinker. The only reason I could say this publicly is because my mom hates the show. She'll never tune in. Hmm. So my mom went for it, and she bought me this deodorant. So I got the super overpriced deodorant. My mom got to buy me something that I would not have bought myself. It wasn't terribly expensive, and I was going to use it. And so everyone won in the end. So I think everybody was, was very happy we, we won that. And now I'm wearing that. That's the deodorant, so I smell great, too. How about any special occasion or just you felt like it? No, I think I caught up with uh, – I don't know how much uh, walking or exercising you're doing, but I um, I don't know if you do the steps things, but – I was breaking 18, 19,000 steps regularly just mm -hmm. to get the fuck out of the house. But then we got hit with four inches of snow, seven, sorry. And I lifted weights and um, like I did all this stuff. It's all done. And today's Monday. And now the girl got the fuck back to the office and I'm free again. <laughs> we're, we're sitting at Easter dinner with my buddy Lloyd. And you're like, oh, things go like you have to come back to work. She's like, no, my boss. My boss says I'm I'm essential, but I don't have to go to work if I don't want to. So now I'm coming back Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm like, how about uh, you just come back Thursdays? What? Really? Yeah, I got to work. <laughs> My buddy Lloyd just starts laughing. But yeah, it's like Monday. It's like, she leaves. I can get fucking work done. I can get my podcast done, your podcast done. I can write. And I think the main thing is I don't. The, the clothing, what it really is, is I don't have to like stay in workout gear. There mm. ain't no reason to shower if you're going to go work out or hike or whatever. No, but this is the perfect time to get new new habits in because I wasn't a huge fan of running, or I used to be not a huge fan of running. I was like, if you're not right. doing a marathon, you shouldn't do it. Just lift weights, right, right, and do some 
no steady cardio. But the thing with running is you get that dopamine kick. You get mm-hmm. that runner's high. Mm-hmm. And especially for your state of mind and um, just overall emotional well-being, it's not a bad thing to run. So nope. I've implemented 20 minutes of running every day. It's great. The, the worst part in my life I've ever been in, it was so bad, I didn't feel like drinking. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and I was running 11 miles a day. And it Damn. was the best. Yeah. And that high, not only when you're running, but at least two hours afterwards, a high would last. And then I ended up, um, when that high ran off, then I'd lift weights on top of it. Um, oh, yeah. I do that too. But yeah, well, no, run, running makes you feel great if you get out there. Yeah. I don't do it on heavy squat days, though. Oh, no. What the no, hell no. is a squat? What, what, why is everyone squatting? What's a squat? Is this just to tone your ass? No. It's leg strength, core strength, everything. You don't squat. I you don't haven't squat. tuned into bacon, haven't you? No, I saw bacon. <laughs> I'm, I'm not criticizing. You guys are all in better shape than me. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just thinking, like, if I'm hiking all over the place, especially up the mountains, do I mm. need any more leg exercise? Is, is yeah. that? Pretty- I do need to squat, huh? Yeah, because it's also for your lower back, your upper body strength, core strength, everything. All right. Well, then I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just ruined your life. Didn't well, I? no, I don't have access to a gym anymore. And, and my weight said I, I, I yeah, afforded you, 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 Just put the nieces on your back and squat a couple of times. Okay. I can do hard. that. Yeah. But they yeah. wiggle a lot. They giggle. Oh, yeah. They tend to do that. Yeah. They're, the, one's really good, though, about the push-up. She'll lie perfectly straight on my back. And mm-hmm. I could get – and she's the heavier one, so that's good. The little one, not much good else for curls. But I'm like, hold on. Because I don't want to crush her hands either in my hand, so I have to have her hold on to my rep. Just hold on. I'll pull you up. Then she'll giggle, fall, and run. I'm like, okay, I got three reps, dude. That's all I got. Okay. You are the worst got, dumbbell ever. I've got a funny story about that. <laughs> a friend of mine, he's married, has a kid, everything. And his wife, you'd love her for two reasons, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah? Two? So he, oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Good, good. Uh, yeah, I, very good. I like guys. And he wanted to do push-ups at home. And he was like, yeah, I had her on my back, but she didn't really fit. <laughs> and we knew immediately why. Because what they did is like um, they had the heads at the same position. So, well, yeah. with, with the tits in between them, she couldn't properly sit on his back. I'm like, no, she needs to turn around. He was like, yeah. what? On her back? No, she holds your ankles and she has her feet here. Like, oh, oh, I see. Okay, interesting. All right. Because the other way around just didn't work because, <laughs> because her tits were too big. God, what a <laughs> Not a bad to problem to what have. What a problem to have. Man, oh. there's been some guy, Dude, I've known some guys where their wife gets the breast reduction. I'm like, oh. Because, man, I'll take huge ones. The double Ds is like, that would be standard for me. You yeah, know, like that would be. Favorite? Huh? What is your favorite? What, boob size? Yeah. I don't know. I guess the next step up from double D's, whatever that would be. I don't know what the numbers mean. All I know is I've seen double D's. I'm like, those are pretty good, but I've seen better. Yeah. And uh, and then I've, I've known some gals to get the breast reduction. I'm like, oh, like, why? The fun reduction. How much fun? What What is bad about boobs? Name me one thing that's bad about boobs. When you hate your husband so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, and you and you got these great sets of cans. Oh, my back is starting to hurt. Dude, it's like, oh, I got a nine-inch dick, and my groin is starting to hurt. I got to get the penis reduced. Fuck, I'll live with the groin pain. Yeah, but then go to the gym and train your back. It's not that hard. It, 
we gotta what we gotta do going forward in our life is stop worrying about trying to stop worrying about the what the rest of the world ought to do and just accept what they're going to do and then move on to some other ethereal plane of contentment and solace and um or maybe find things that we might actually be able to solve or address but right now i uh I, i'm not i it, it still hurts when i find out oh she got a breast reduction no, no. You remember that South Park episode where Bebe's boobs destroy society? Yeah, isn't she like? Is Eight. that the one where they're in the? No, wait, did she get breast implants or was no, this no, no, no? One? Okay, uh, here, here's how it goes. Bebe gets natural boobs, like these okay. real small ones. They just start to grow, and the boys At like eight. Yeah. Okay. Or how? Or ever old the characters are in South Park? Yeah. No, the boys turn into apes. Like <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I have remember all, that right. They right. all want to play with Bebe. But then Wendy is like, as the woman she is, she isn't getting attention. Right. So she goes to the doctor and she's like, I'm a breast implant. And the doctor's like, oh, sure, honey, you can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. But his assistant walks in, giant cans. It's like, <laughs> and then baby, because she's, get ti- she's getting tired of all the attention, goes to the doctor. I want breast reduction. No, don't do that here. But, but, <laughs> they just laugh at her. What silly thing oh. you make you think of this little girl? Oh my god! Yeah, I do remember that one. Her, her, her. And oh. then Stan gets the cane and he sits on top of all these eight boys, like ah. best. Episode. Yeah, I, I, I uh, ladies, don't get a breast reduction. Just no, just don't. Please, Angelina Jolie had it, but as the good woman she is. Immediately got fake was because she had the breast cancer, and of course she she had breast cancer. I thought it was yeah. in anticipation of having the breast cancer. Really? Huh. I thought she didn't have, it and then she. I not that I read the gossip magazines or I care, oh. but that was that was the one that stood out to me is that she didn't have cancer yet, but she did it as a preemptive move. Okay, but now she has them, and okay. yeah, I, but I, she's psycho. She's crazy. It yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. So I've heard. Like Look, all if, these, all these virgin Tao guys and black pillars now all of a sudden go. Even Brad Pitt can escape divorce court. Yeah, but Brad Pitt isn't red pill aware. Like, no. But uh, it just shows you Brad Pitt. Like, I mean, yeah, even, even with that natural adva- advantage, advantage. Huh? Like, even he can be a simp. You know, it's all in character. Yeah, I know. I know. I. I just. I just am so glad. I. I'm gonna do my not the Thanos snap. I'm gonna have my Thanos tent. You know, at the end of the movie where he's just by himself watching the sunset. That really, I think it is. I think that's really it. When you realize everyone is a shit show, it's like, I just want to be alone by myself reading my books or whatever, looking at the sunset. Or in my case, hiking. Yeah, no. Well, I've been writing about that. And I've been looking back at all my internships and classmates and things like that. And especially during the time I just started working out, started reading more, started eating better, quit drinking and all that. And mm. the reaction I got from it, and there's only one conclusion you can make from it. They are wrong, not yes. you. Yes. That's the only thing you can conclude. If you, I mean, not to, oh, we're right and society's wrong kind of thing, but there's a very simple way to tell society is on, I wouldn't say morally wrong, but it's not feasible. It's not sustainable. They're on the wrong path. And if it's not feasible or sustainable, then it's wrong because it will end. It's it's very simple. And you know what that is? No. 
I'll kind of give you a hint. It's economics, and it shows that the system is not efficient. Some results, if a system, an economic system, it could be a government, could be an individual's budget, it could be a company. Mm -hmm. If they are not efficient, if they are not feasible or sustainable, there is a byproduct that results. It always results it as a collapse. result of the, what's that? It will collapse. Right, but there's there's an economic bit of evidence, a huge economic bit of evidence that proves the system is inefficient. <laughs> the Soviet Union? No, although they had it too. Nearly every government has this. Nearly every human doesn't, and the human uh, or nearly every human does. But the few humans that don't have this are some of the most financially secure. And if they were the ones to like go and breed and key thing, and they didn't spoil their children and their children continued these financial habits. It's it's proof positive the system isn't efficient. It's not making enough money. What is it? They spend less than they make, the no. superior race. That's that's the superior race. What is proof no. that it's an inefficient? They're in debt. Debt. Okay, yeah, that I got you. Debt is proof your system is not sustainable or efficient. You need other pe you need an infusion of other people's money and time. <clears throat> to make your system whole. And when you look at the national debt of any country, but in the United States, it's 105% GDP, mm -hmm. we're not efficient. By mathematical necessity, society on the whole is wrong. If you have a national debt, your society at some level is wrong to consume more than they spend, mm -hmm. right? So that's just a, and that's a, an outward way to look at it saying, look, they're not efficient. So society on the whole is wrong. You're operating in an erroneous society because if we we're in a society that had its shit together, we would not have debt. We would have a surplus. And so it's just, just something I like. Yeah, and we're not having that. No. Well, you're right about that. And I, I looked into the new political leader of the progressive party in the Netherlands and by God, man, all they can complain about is why, why aren't grocery store workers getting a bonus? Um, now, with all the kids at home, they are endangered by domestic Wait. violence. We still need to fund the schools and school. Oh, my God. It's all Jack, giant Jack, stop, emotion. Stop talking, Jack. Stop evil. talking, Jack. Plug yourself out and plug yourself back in. You're coming in robot-like, all right? Okay. Hold on. I'll do some super chats in the meantime. Uh, Juan Cabrera. For $4.99. Everything is on discount. Bought a Mustang Cobra for one-third the price. People are desperate for cash. Thank God I'm an atheist. Thank God Crunch. Hey, Juan, if that's true, that's pretty short. I thought it would be a little bit longer time before all of a sudden the boomers started selling their collectible cars. And what year Mustang? Um, because I am I am in the market for a collector car. Uh, because now's the time to be in a market. They're kind of forced into the market. I don't know where I'm going to store it. But now's, now's the time to think about that. Um, but if you're seeing it already, maybe I got to go on the interwebs and start looking uh, for it as well. <laughs> Do some shopping. There you How's go. this? Much better so far. Oh, uh, Juan says that uh, sports cars are going for a third their price. Hmm. So that's good. Now he's in San Francisco, so I'm sure they're hurt disproportionately more because they operate more on a margin uh, than the rest mm -hmm. of the world. But uh, that's good news. Um, and then holy shit, Vito fifty seven ninety for fifty dollars. Uh, <clears throat> hey Cap, I think about becoming a structural welder in Nashville, Tennessee. A local tech school has a six month program for twenty five hundred 
Certifications are extra, but with a discount, should I do this or join a union as an apprentice and skip school? I, man, I'd be, here's what, here's where you're going to have to do a little bit more research. Uh, depends on the union and whether they're taking applications. I know if you go to New York or New Jersey or any one of these, hey, it's the body system. Hey, Vito, bibbity bobbity. No, man, but maybe with the name Vito, you get in. Maybe you'd be ingratiated because you, hey, he's from the mainland. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that aside, it sounds corrupt as hell. And they're not taking no new people and blah, blah, blah. Um, so what I would do is find out if, because look, the, you get paid for your apprenticeship. Okay. So you don't have to fork over the 2,500. You immediately go and work. Uh, I'm trying to wonder like in Nashville, Tennessee, across the country, if uh, there's so little work now for welders. Now it's like, well, we're not paying. We're not taking on new, any new apprentices. So follow up with your uh, union. See if they're taking on any apprentices. If they are, that's the route I'd go. Save yourself the 2,500 bucks. But if they're not, you know, 2,500 bucks, that's a hell of a deal. Six month program. It's not going to hurt. I would <clears throat> go every over every class you got to take. The second they say, "Oh, you got to take diversity studies or or the woman's uh, cry fest and and any of this crap," uh, then I I eschew that and find a real tech school. Uh, but yeah, that that's for twenty five hundred bucks six month program. That's not the worst. Hmm. And then you know maybe walk around ask some of the welders like ask ask some welders about that program because it. It varies. Like over in uh, Minneapolis, the Dunwoody Institute is highly regarded. Like if you go to Dunwoody, oh, okay, that's that's. You go to Fip Johnson's Remedial School for Welding for local idiots who couldn't graduate on time uh, because you went to the public schools. Well, maybe not so much, but but on the face of it, yeah, that that doesn't look like a bad idea. Hmm. Um, Did I tell you about the uh, the coding thing? Oh, uh, that what I, you were going to sign up for coding or something or what? what yeah, well, I signed up for it and I, and I got everything. And then I found out that the curriculum wasn't up to date with the software. So I had to send it back. Really? Like, wow. See? Here's me trying to make the best out of a bad situation. And then you're dependent on other people. I guess what? You're fucked. See, Seth Himes. Swear, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Seth Himes, um, who runs a website called InDemandCareer.com. Uh, and he does digital marketing, does a class on how to do digital marketing. And he's had success with his students. His students are all reporting. He goes, he meets them. He's meeting them dozens at a time. Um, and a lot of them are coming from poor economic classes, you know. And here's this thing you can do online. You don't have to go to school for four years and you're immediately making money. And we're not talking guys. A couple do make six figures. A couple do. But some of them are making 30, 40, 50,000, which is a perfectly fine wage to live off of. You could totally live off of that. Man, you keep saying that, like 30, 50, uh, 30, 40,000. And I'm like, how much do I make here in the Netherlands? Like minimum wage in the Netherlands is, and I have to say it right, it's like 20, 22,000 a year. That's minimum. So that's twelve, eleven dollars an hour. Yeah, that's about, okay. Well, something like that. It's not, it's not that much. And yeah, I you mean, say not- 30, 40,000, it's like, that's double minimum wage here. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, but remember, we got to pay health insurance and all this other crap, too. I mean, there's some expenses that we incur uh, as well. But you're not going to be driving a Ferrari on that money, but you ain't no, you're not working the checkout aisle. You're not, um, you know, going on food stamps because Walmart doesn't pay you enough. 
Uh, and yet, the other thing is you get to work from home. But what Seth was saying, all he's doing is marketing. He's doing marketing online. That's what digital marketing is. And he remembers people going, like he gets mark people with their degree in marketing, bachelor's and master's degrees. And these old fucking boomer ponytailed wearing fucks, these marketing professors are teaching shit from the 80s. It's almost like there's the internet doesn't exist when that's all there is for advertising now. And so um, he, you don't even have to go to school. And that kind of pisses me off where you, you did your, um, you went online, you have to audit their fucking uh, program. You have to look at each and every class and find out like, oh, okay, is this ancient? And is there Marxist vagina study shit that has nothing to do with my degree? I, it's, mm -hmm. it's not worth it, guys. It really isn't worth it. But I'm sorry. What, uh, what was the name of the school? LOE, uh, Leidse Onderwijs in Stelling. So it's a, it's a digital homeschooling thing oh. where you can just enter courses and things like that. Jack, turn off, turn off your, Jack, turn off your, 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 your video. You're, you got a horrible internet connection. Oh, God. What's happening now? How's this? Better. I don't have to see your face. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> No, not. I don't know why it sucks so much. Well, maybe people are watching their TV shows or something over there. I know when we watch TV now, it's it's always jittery at first. So you got to wait, see who's going to outlast the other person for the bandwidth, and then you get it. And so I. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the girl is sitting next to me, but she already disconnected from the internet, so that's not it. No. Yeah. Well, don't don't worry about it. We're we're okay. No, we'll be fine. No, but the thing was, I triple checked it. I was like, okay, it's me. It's probably me. I fuck up before. So you know what? I'm going to sit back for an hour and I'll wait. I'll look at it again and maybe then it'll work. So I looked again and again, first assignment went great. Second one too. The third one, I was like, why isn't this working? What did I miss? I was like, you know what? Let's try again tomorrow. It's late. So again, I tried. I'm like, okay, what am I missing? So I looked at the answer sheet and that's when I found out that the curriculum is not up to date with the software. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, ah, always blame yourself first. Always blame yourself first. And then you find out, hey, I wasn't crazy. It's See, it, it is the mark of a truly arrogant person to blame society first. Mm -hmm. But you have to take that step and blame yourself first. Like, okay, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And then when you find out you're the litmus test and you're fine, then you mm -hmm. could get pissed off and you could get uh, very angry. Uh, but like I said, oh, Jack, I'm so close. I'm so close. Got a new builder, and he's building me my Thanos tent out in South Dakota. <laughs> we might we might have a hole in the ground pretty soon, and then maybe by fall I could go out to my Thanos tent and sit there and smoke my cigar. I know. I'm so fucking close, Jack. So fucking close. A friend of mine has that. He has this Tibetan tent that he just put up, a literal tent. Like a year put up, yeah. Okay. He put up on somebody's property, and he made a deal with him. He's like, "Okay, I'll help you in construction work, and then I can put my tent up here." Mm -hmm. And he has electricity in it. He's got yeah. water in it. He's completely self sufficient. He he doesn't pay anything but his work for yeah. the guy whose property it is. It's amazing. He bought an old van where he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, that's some yeah Same that's something here. in the Netherlands. Same thing if here. There's a sales tax. Ooh. The um, 
you pay a sales tax on your car and then a wheelage tax. It's always based on your value. It's a, it's a progressive thing. Don't, if Kevin McComer ever visits. Yeah. Again, you poor people dodge that tax too. Um, but my cars are such shit that I don't pay that tax. Like after it drops below a certain market value of which I never, I buy used, uh, rollover vehicles. I, I, I rarely paid that tax, but I've heard these people, they'll go get a brand. They're lacing the fucking vehicle. They don't even own it and they still pay the sales tax. And it's mm -hmm. like, you're, you're paying like a hundred dollars a month in tax. Cause you're only going to use it for three years. You paid 10,000 or 11,000 of taxes on this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I don't know. I, um, what's it called again? I suspended my car. What do you mean you suspended? You, you canceled your lease what? or what, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't have a lease. <laughs> okay. I buy cheap cars as well. Right. No, but we, you still have to pay insurance on it and, uh, taxes, but I only drive it to work. And since I can work from home now for whatever amount of time, sure, at least sure. a month, I can yeah. suspend it. So what that means is you call up your insurance company. You're like, hey, I don't drive it anymore, at least not for the My I don't know how long. Yeah. So you can – I want to uh, cancel the insurance. They're like, oh, did you, did you sell it? No, I, I'm just not driving it. And then you uh, make known to the government, like, hey, I'm not using my car anymore. And then, well, you don't have to pay taxes on it. And everything you paid too much, you get back without selling it. So I still have the car, but it's under usage. So, yeah. yeah. No, I got, I got vehicles like that. If I didn't do cross-country trips, I'd have practically no mileage on my vehicles. I'd have, I'd have a truck that still is like a 2003 truck. And it would probably have I. It would still have a hundred, uh, less than a hundred thousand miles on it easily. Uh, so the car is the truck is <clears throat> seventeen years old. It would have less than a hundred thousand. But I've done enough cross country trips in it that it. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, this is what I've known for quite some time. You, if you work from home, you don't have to commute. You don't need a lot of mileage on your car. But you don't. You don't. You don't really need a car anyway. At least not here. I mean, the the public transportation is yeah, I like well connected. Yeah, I, I like having my own private automobile. That if I have to leave, oh. I don't have to share public transportation. But you and Chad Elkins, you guys can can commute with the tuberculosis train or whatever the heck you call it. That's uh, uh, we got one <laughs> for five bucks. Just lowball people. I sent like twenty offers online in one hit. When I went to see the car, I lowballed them another two thousand. It's a ninety-seven Cobra five-speed. Um, yeah, I don't want a ninety-seven. I want an older one. <clears throat> I don't want the sixty-eight uh, bullet car, dude. I'm not. I'm not a boomer. I want something a little bit different than that. But um, yeah, I uh, I will. I will find it. Uh, let's do what we're thank. You got something you're thankful for? Um, I am very thankful for the fact that boomers are now finding out they are absolutely useless. I have a nice story to tell you. Last oh, week, I'd love to hear that story. Yes. Oh, yeah. Last week, as you remember, I have a government job, and there is an inbox on that job that has to be handled by the workers. Now, there are only four emails in that, and I told you about the uh, the senior boomer lady who looks Karen. Who, yeah, Karen, who holds an eye on the process of everything, and she literally sent an email out to 
everybody at the office mentioning she only noticed it. Two people in the mailbox being busy with the emails while there are only four emails. I was like, are you really putting forward the effort of sending that mail while in the meantime you were typing that thing, the mailbox was already empty? Like we got the mail, I checked the inbox and it was already empty. I'm like, wow, you really put yourself at work there, didn't you? So I'm very thankful for the mail that... A lot of these permanent jobs are now, well, what's the word again, Cappy? Unessential. Bingo. They're unessential. And you know and what? As time has it. gone on, it's great. Now, I, I don't believe the government should determine what is and is not essential. But what is very apparent and what teachers, they're, they're ne- their pride, their ego is too strong to be in their way of critical thinking and self-assessing. But right now we're proving that teachers are completely unnecessary. And it's wonderful because I'll tell you another thing about teachers. I'm going to bet they need that attention fix from their children. They like being in front of a crowd. They like having the attention. And let's be honest. A lot of these teachers use their students as a surrogate family as to having their own children Uh, that Mm -hmm. they're going through withdrawal. I guarantee you Uh, they, and they're having a existential, I would say crisis, but a question posed to them like, Oh, it's been a month without you. Oh, what will the children's ever do? I guess they're going to graduate just fine without you. And if this keeps going, if we get to a gen- uh, not generation, a quarter where fall semester is uh, still canceled. So I have like this huge incentive to cheer on Corona Chan. Like, yeah, man, let's, let's take this to winter next year. Let's show what's really essential or not. But if they cancel fall uh, quarter, they're canceling summer classes. Then you're going to yeah. have two data points, two full semesters where it's like teachers and professors are not needed. We can educate ourselves. Well, you know how they cheaper. fix that? I don't know how. They fix that here by canceling all the end tests. Like the graduation tests oh, you need to take, yeah, they okay. canceled everything. Uh-huh. They canceled everything. Uh-huh. So everybody is now a year behind. They held back an entire generation, huh? Yeah. Wow. God, every day, man, I think I can't hate teachers more, and then I can. <laughs> then, then I find a new reason to hate them even more. They are holding back an entire generation of kids who have an obvious and clear and cheap way to go and continue their education because they need that they need that entire now obsoleted industry to be kept on life support so they could be teachers. I'm so important. I, I'm, I'm helping the future. Why couldn't Corona change just affect teachers, people with education? That's child yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, well it's affecting boomers so. i know it's affecting boomers which I, I mean i know some good boomers but i hang on where did this i got i almost got attacked by a boomer what that was weird what did you do <laughs> oh i didn't i didn't keep my distance what he was freaking out yeah at the bakery, like I, I didn't think about it. So I walked into the bakery and I was like, "Hey, cash register girl, I need you. Like, do your work. I need this from you." And then this old lady was like, "Keep your distance." I was like, "What? There's lines on the floor. You have to." Oh my god! 
And then uh, I was like, oh, yeah, arrows, fine. So I walked around her and then finally I was in front of the girl. And then again, because she was still standing a bit close, she was like, keep your distance. I'm like, I hurt you the first time, you wench. So, what's okay. It, what's it like being that woman? Every day you got to wake up like that. What's well, that like? The, the thing was, I just looked at what she ordered. And, well, that proved my theory of her being a miserable cunt. I can't say that, right? The it C proved. Word. <laughs> it proved? Proved. Oh, proved. Proved your theory. I, okay. I, I can articulate. <laughs> I, you, yeah, when you chose to, it proved your theory. It proved your theory that what? Yeah, well, that she's a miserable C-word. Okay. I mean, I looked at what she ordered, uh, pastries, all kinds of sweets, you name it, chocolatey, strawberry. Fat? Yeah, she was fat. She was miserable. She was ugly, and she looked like shit. And, of course, she wants everybody to abide to the rules to prevent her from getting ill because she wasted her life. Yes. She wasted Any ring on life. the finger or no? <laughs> Not that I noticed. At least I hope not for the poor, miserable man. <laughs> I, well, I just, you know, not that this is the end-all, be-all, but, um, you know, you kind of look, it's it's kind of like, yeah, it kind of is, because I, man, what it did, just a real curious question, but it's every generation now, but it's just that the boomers are old. Like, did they think aging would never happen? Like, they'd be hot, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, she protested the Americans in North Vietnam. Uh, she's like a hot boomer. I mean, did they all think it would be like, they all be like, and Margaret isn't the gal, it's a different gal, but did they all think they'd be like uh, Sophia Loren? Did they all think know. that like the part, like it would, it would be 1968 forever? And well, you don't make any, is, any investment to like, oh, I, not only are my finances taken care of, but maybe my spiritual life and my love and social life is taken care of. And that, none of that seems to enter people's mind. They, they just seem to, oh, you can pick that up at the store. Well, it's a Dutch expression called uh, the man with the hammer. And it's kind of like hitting the wall. But okay. it just comes down to every action has a reaction. Mm. And there was a Dutch commentator who said, and he got raked over the coals for this, by the way, who said, we are keeping 80-year-old fat smokers alive and we're killing the economy because of it. Right. Well, he got raked over the coals, of course. But he was right. He's right. If you look at all of the deaths, at least most of them, enough to generalize it, most of the people who die because of the Corona Chan thing already have a existing medical illness or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. They already right. We've have gone over the sticks. Right, right. Yeah. Like pff, they're either fat, bad health, smoking, you name it. And instead of telling these people, like, hey, we told you it's unhealthy. We told you work on yourself. Now it's like, oh, we got to protect these poor people, these poor people who didn't know better. We need to save their lives. Yeah, but what kind of value are they to the GDP hmm. next well, to buying cigarettes? Well, now at that age, nothing. I mean, there's another thing. What economic value do you bring to society? And and that's not like, well, you, that's not what it's all about. Well, yeah, if you wish to support mm -hmm. yourself, it is. Do you want to starve? And that they didn't even think about that. They like, oh, I'm going to retire no. at fifty. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't store money away. They were thinking, no. hey, when I reach that age, I can get off the government welfare. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 
No, it doesn't work like that. And here I am being the 29-year-old millennial, one of my kind, by the way, next to TJ Martinell, who's like, hey, I want to quit working one day. I might want to look at my expenses and calculate how much I spend in a year. (laughs) As younger people, man, you want to talk about stoic control over your thoughts and your minds and your emotions is you just got to bide your time and look at this like a mandatory vacation. Like, okay, I'm just going to chill out. Going to do what I wanted to do. And when this is all said and done, because there's not going to be a return of this. Um, I think no. the boomers, this is their last stabbing at you as is shooting at you like Hans Gruber, although Hans Gruber didn't shoot at John Wayne, or I'm sorry, John McClain falling. He could have, he could have, he should have, but he didn't. This is like the last one where you finally unhook the Corona watch mm-hmm. and Hans Gruber slowly falls down. That's the last we're going to see, uh, socially mm-hmm. speaking, of this. Uh, the last time they hold yeah. the uh, the country's hostage, uh, but, yeah, but just that's what they're doing. I know that's they're what they're doing. But what, what what I'm saying is, try not to get angry or pissed. Here's another thing to look at it. What was were you guys getting offered seventy five thousand dollar a year jobs anyway? Like oh, was no. was there really an opportunity cost here for you young people? I mean, okay, now now I know. Unfortunately, a lot of people. But you're living paycheck to paycheck and you went into debt for your stupid fucking degree. So I can't feel too bad for you. But and you guys are suffering because you needed that money. Well, okay, maybe you take this time to learn about finances and economics and, and stupid mistakes so that if you were to have kids, you don't pass on these stupid mistakes. But you still got 50 years left. You still have the majority of your life left. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's not the end of the world. You'll, you'll be fine. Oh yeah. I'm just I'm I mean, just... I've been I've been writing my ass off. I've got 10,000 words on paper already. What does that translate into pages? I've never done the math on that. Don't you divide uh, by like 250? Uh, I really don't know. I thought it, maybe it was four. No, I remember 10,000. Yeah, what format by, of pages? I think it's I think it's 325. Depends on the size. That's that's 31 pages, Jack. Nice. That's Good. great. Good. And then A4 or what, what size pages do you use? That's regular You're size. not like using A5. Like this book that's 500 yeah. pages, which is considerably more than 10,000 words. Yeah, I did that in three months. That's good. You oh. got you got 30 pages, Jack. You got, yeah, I'm working. I'm you working. Got, you got that much. Look. Oh, look how much Jack wrote. <laughs> oh, such a good boy. I'm doing my best. I've got good counseling. No, I was going to say, I don't think you have it as, as much over there in uh, Europe, but here in the United States, every leftist piece of shit magazine is writing about how coronavirus is disproportionately affecting the black community. And of course, the implication is racism. It's like, no, it's called obesity. Uh, and blacks do have um, not overall poor health due to obesity, but there's some key things, genetically speaking, it wouldn't even have anything to do with the diet, but like, I think they're more predisposed to diabetes and a couple other things diabetes? well and it was it was such a, a genuinely racist thing you can't talk to blacks about what they're genetically predisposed to because that would be racist it's like dude they want to live oh dude you're black you got this susceptibility so eat vegetables i don't know oh dude you're I, let's say the scandinavian races were susceptible to something oh, the sun okay let's start with that uh skin cancer perfect example Oh, well, you're susceptible to skin cancer, so don't go out in the sun. Well, what? You could tell me that because I'm of the mainstay or the majority population race, but there's some that affects a minority race, but you can't tell because it's minority, because it's racial. It's like, tell the motherfuckers they want to live. And now they're now they're coming, oh, it's, it, and it's because of the white guy. 
that coronavirus is affected. It's like, or they don't have access to the health. It's like, no, they're overweight. Obesity is higher in that population. That is what's hurting them. Now, do we want to have an adult conversation to actually help their lives and tell them to stop eating for shit, which I've given up on. This is all merely an academic discussion we're having. Or do we want to keep hmm. saying, it the boogie white man. That's why. And, and I, it's just appalling when it comes to actual health of individuals. We lie to them because we want to spare their feelings or we want to get back at this group of people uh, because we hate them as they're like the enemy group. Uh, and the the New York Times in particular was just shameless, just shameless. And like, oh, blacks. Oh, yeah. It's like, shut the fuck. Of all times now, you're going to bring racial politics into this? Shut the fuck up. Well, of course, there's an election coming. And what easier way to manipulate people than create an enemy? By the way, I'll I'll be back in like two minutes. Go ahead. I'll take care of Juan here in a couple of other things. So Juan for two bucks. Uh, Latinas think they're going to be in the next AOC. Really? Like, give me a give me a link, Juan. Email me a link. You can't just say Latinas. I want to see proof. Because I mean, are they all strong, independent women? Don't need no man except uh, AOC did get her father's estate, and she's never worked a real job in her life. And the vast majority of her, I'm being deadly serious, <clears throat> all of her employment outside the six month stint or whatever it is when she worked as a bartender, all that has come from government grant money. They all going to be dependent woman on the taxpayer and the daddy. I, I, I highly doubt it, but God, I hope not. Cause like when, when, what everyone wants just to, just to be a politician who make, who makes the fucking food, who builds the fucking roads. Who makes the cars? Who makes the medicine? Who makes the ventilator? If anything, this uh, crisis should be teaching people who's what really important. The politicians are completely worthless. You could get by with one-tenth of what we got now to just merely manage the government, to lead the government. That's it. But what? Girls are going to bra- raise aware. What? What's the, what's the job duty going to be? Raise awareness. Fight the system. Uh, equal equality empowerment. All the fucking meaningless buzzwords. All right. Well, we all scuff for the super chats. We don't have super chats. So, um, so, so, wait. What, what were you thankful for that you weren't this fat broad over at the pastry shop? <laughs> no, I go, where I did not... that one go? <laughs> oh, where did that one go? No, that was just like boomers attacking people. But I was mostly thankful for the fact that unnecessary, unmandatory, very unneeded jobs are now being well. The mask is being pulled off, man. Like all the jobs that were just made for people to have, so they think right. they'd be of value, are falling away. Yeah, no, and that's it's true. great. That's true. It's and, great. And then the jobs that are very important, like raising your fucking kids, now they're screaming bloody murder, and they can't do it. They got this oh. is this is so pulled the pants down of so many scumbucket people out there. Mostly people who just wanted kids as an accessory, as a thing, as a fucking thing. And I wrote it in this book. You right? Yeah, you're right. Here's another. Hey, Jack, would you like? Hang on. Well, that's 36 <laughs> pages. That's too many. Let's make it thinner. There, there, Jack. Look at look at what Jack wrote. Everybody, look at that. Never mind my biggest couch review. Look at that. Jack wrote that today. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, it was just this. And this this was written before the coronavirus came out, and you could even see it. it Bits and pieces were pointing through, like how you could just not rush to drop their kids off the daycare, how moms would spend a week with their infant and then ship it off. Yeah. Uh, 
And and now it's so proved like they make fun of it. Like, oh, I'm going to kill my children. Oh, I got to get out. Oh, my God, I can't. The worst part is they mean it. Yeah, like, they, I know. They mean it. And that's just the most atrocious thing ever. And that's what I learned from you, too, indirectly, by the way. I hate to give you credit because you're an it's asshole. It's painful but... to give me credit, yes. Oh, it is the most horrible. Like It feels like I'm, I'm giving my limbs away doing this. But, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> it's the, the perception of... Okay, you have to look at a little backstory. When you have parents who just go to work and let you do your thing and they kind of blame you for things they never could do as a child you blame yourself mm. but you don't realize that you're a kid yes you don't have anything yes. to say in it yet parents for some odd reason and i've met girls too who've had a horrible relationship with their parents they tell me like yeah my parents aren't proud of me and my first reaction is well maybe they should have raised you better right it's right. not your fault they weren't there. Yet now the parents try to flip it like, oh, you're such a disgrace to the family. Well, thank you for making me that. Mm -hmm. I, I remember like being three and having thoughts that, you know, you're three, you don't have any other perspective. And then all of a sudden my first niece turned three and I look back, I'm like, I was having these adult thoughts like, well, if my parents leave me, I could go to those woods and maybe find my uncle. You know, uh, at seven, one time my parents mismatched where, which house to drop me off at. So I went to the wrong house and I sat in the snow, in my snowmobile suit from like three to eight or something. And my dad finally came home. And I was like in the snow, you know, uh, waiting for him to get back. And, and I'm like, oh, I fucked up. I, I was seven. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, hang on. Here's an idea. What if parents didn't get divorced in the first place and there was somebody home to get the kid? Yeah, you know, like what if there was only one home to go to? You know, oh, like there wasn't yeah. the and it and then you look back, you're like, holy fuck, that was an unacceptable reality. That was an yeah. unacceptable environment. But kids don't know that. Kids not don't when they think of it, they don't no, know that. They no. do not have the mental capacity to flip it around to where they are not responsible. And I had to deal with that. I guess you had to deal with that. A lot of my millennial generation had to deal with that. And okay, let's not give the millennials too much credit, but they really had to deal with selfish, childish right. parents. It's childish behavior. parents, right. Man, right. I can well, tell you things after the show you won't like, man. It's it's horrible out there sometimes. Oh, no, I, I, I know, but the, the irony is, especially because your parents are the authority figure, you are always responsible. It's your fault you spilled the milk, which it was. Yeah, it's your fault you spilled the milk. <clears throat> Clean your room, da-da-da-da-da-da. So there was not, like, it was always your fault something went wrong. Yeah. And if you did something wrong, you were going to get in trouble. And so here you are, like, they totally botched the drop-off point or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or they totally botched this. They told you still think you're a fault because that is the underlying assumption. Everything is your fault because you're the idiot child and your parents are the adults and they know better. Mm -hmm. but man, you look back, especially the teachers. Oh my God, the hypocrisy. They they lie to your face just to take advantage of. Oh my well, God, I want to murder them. Oh, I, just, I can't oh. just vile. You lying sacks of shit to take advantage of little eight and nine-year-old children. Like, oh, fuck you. To feel better about themselves. That's what it is. Yeah. That really is what it is. Either they fucked up so bad 
that they need to make somebody else feel worse or you're a you're and that's when you become older you are a reflection of something they could be like mm. i remember telling people like hey i do ballroom dancing what are you gay what are you gay <laughs> and then you're like hey dude i get way more interaction with chicks than you will ever have and at least mine want to touch me while your wife is repelled by you no your so, wife is out with the latin ballroom dancer oh that too that too <laughs> there's that there's that that's uh, uh, but I was going to ask you this. About that one. I, hmm? I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, curious. See, back in the day, you didn't know, and you had to reflect with older, like as you became your parents' age or you became your teacher's age. You look back, you're like those lying sacks of shit. But now, these kids are going to go back. They're going to, they're going to go into college, or they're just going to become young adults. And now there is a track record. Either because they remember very clear of their parents saying, oh, I can't handle taking care of my kids, whether the parents were even joking or not. But there's going to be a track record in Facebook and social media where it's like, here's your mom saying, I can't wait to get rid of my kids. My God, when does school start again? I got to get back to work. And they're going to have proof like, holy shit, this was no joke. They, re- I mean, here's your proof, kids. Your parents don't love you. They love their fucking career and they love the idea of having you as a child. They love having a their spawn, their genes off to the next generation, but they didn't love you. No. And this is being proven right now. And the kids aren't cognizant or sentient enough or aware enough to pick up on that. But it's going to be a short couple fucking years before they look back at this time and say, wow, our parents really didn't want us there. Oh. You know, they really – and not, not tee-hee, I was kind of joking. No, your actions prove. Like, you didn't want us to begin with. You were pissed that we were home. And that we, we you had to, like, there was an article out where this someone was forwarding it, and it was it was um, two parents complaining about having to raise the kid, and the kid was now making couch forts and and uh, reclusing himself into the internet and everything else, and it says, "Oh, my wife, this." Da, da. I'm like, "Oh, it's the husband, right?" And then I get to the bottom, Chloe something something is the is the name of the author. I'm like, "Oh, I see." It I mean. Really, it is just a fucking a thing to you. It really is just a fucking thing to you. And now oh, with man. the internet, there is proof. We have evidence. That we have historical record of you parents going on the internet saying you just don't like your kids. And they, they're too up their own asses to even realize that's what they're doing. So I, do you think that's going to like these kids are going to look back and, and see this and reflect on it? I hope they will. Look, you can never be sure about this because that it has to be. For those kids to find it, they have to go back 10 years on a timeline. And I don't know if they have the um, <coughs> the work ethic to really do that. But if, if somebody made a screenshot of that and years later they just give it to their kids and like, here, here's your mom saying this about you. But there will be hell to pay when that happens, man. Also... Not only Facebook statuses, but okay, the the friend I told you about with the wife who's hot, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. She cans, had yeah. a yeah, cans. Let's call her. Let's just call her cans. That's way easier. Cans, I like it. C a n n e s, the French name, cans. Yeah. So cans had a WhatsApp group with other pregnant women because that's what pregnant women do. I don't know why, sure. but they tend to do that. Like, let's be pregnant together, and. um at the first two weeks, it was like, oh, blah, 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 I have a child, blah, blah, blah. And soon after that, 
it was like breastfeeding is hard. <laughs> huh. I want to get back to work. Oh. oh, 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 yeah. By the way, girls, I'm leaving the chat. I just, uh, I just opened a subscription with daycare, and I started to, um, what's it called again? The uh, the normal bottle. Oh yeah, I started bottle feeding him because I really can't live with this breastfeeding. Two weeks after giving birth, are you kidding me? This is the state of motherhood we are in. If any parent wants to, like, you're afraid you might get divorced down the road, um, oh, go I don't take screenshots. Her well, no, I'm just saying, her. get go go get a screenshot of all the stuff where your wife or your husband's like, oh, this is so hard. Now, it's predominantly women, okay? I'm just mm-hmm. going to be honest with that. Uh, because frankly, I don't think fathers even fucking mailed it in the past two generations. They just like, they were literal sperm donors. Then they worked, they come back. Why am I getting divorced? I don't understand. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, who's my this? Like well, that. That's my son. <laughs> oh. I mean, we're talking real dopes here. Uh, but one thing, Kant was not like that. Kant really was, I don't understand these women. Why aren't they breastfeeding their kid? She she was shocked. She, I was like, yeah. That's the outside world because, of course, she's married and she came from a family where her father looked at her like a hawk. The father was around. around. And then I tell her about my dating experience and she's like, women behave like what? Why would they do that? I don't understand this. I'm like, honey, believe me, you're an exception. Just had this conversation yesterday with the wife of my buddy. Well, she's also my friend, too. She couldn't believe that she got her husband. And and all the bad things that he went through. And she's like, he just must have bad luck. I'm like, it's not bad luck. This is what happens. This is the population. This is the dating pool. That's normal what he went through. The reason you got him is because everyone is such shit that they drove him away. This is a really good man. And the, I, I wish women could go and date. I wish they could. Like, go and date your own kind. Find out. And you know what? I'd be really curious to be what would what would it be like to date guys to see it from the perspective of, of the women, like going out with the guys. Uh, but the, the women just think, oh, everyone's just amazing and loving. It's like, ah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I told you, right? I put my main girl on Tinder to find girls for uh, blah, blah, blah. I won't go into detail, but even she states like, what the hell do you guys have to deal with? Like, what is this shit? (laughs) We don't make it up. We're not making it it up. They're horrible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sadly, the best response is when they just stand you up and they flake on you because, well, nothing bad really happened. You know, it's the ones that get through the hockey net and all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is a bad person. This is this is not fun. Yeah. Or they change their hair into dreadlocks. Yeah. Well, I, I take some screenshot, guys. Start taking screenshots of your wife, like complaining about having to raise her children, and, and oh my god, I got to get back to work. And it, but that's I think the point you make is it's so that it testifies how bad it's become where people do it on the internet unknowingly. What they're they don't even know what they're saying. No, but Marxism won. I mean, you've read yeah. Das Kapital, right? Not no, I tried. I tried getting through it, and it was it was painfully and poorly written. Oh, yeah. Marx. Marx is an idiot. Yes, he is not smart. He's not an intelligent person. He is really good at obscuring shit and rationalizing what he wants. Yeah, but that's it was 
sandpaper trying to read his shit. I got through the Communist Manifesto, but all it was is give us free shit because we don't want to work. That's all it was. Oh, you did read the manifesto. Remember the yeah, part where he wanted that. to abolish the family? Remember that? This is over 20 years ago I read it. So, okay, no, well, I, I got it marked. Like, I have the manifesto here, and I got all these uh, stickers in it. And I I, I named I told a friend of mine about the manifesto. I'm like, here it is. Marx wanted to abolish the family because in his mind, the nuclear family was a reflection of slavery. The wife was property of the man. I'm like, really? This is how you look at these things? I mean... You have to be a miserable pile of waste of skin to look at the world every day and think all of this is slavery. And then your solution is slavery. Yeah. It, and then you replace people with the government. Yeah. And then you become the fat woman you saw at the pastry shop shopping for one. Hmm. And then you wonder why you're lonely and you're crying. And you got your damn cats. I, <sighs> You know, I'm not a, a genius philosopher. Well, I am, but you don't need to be one to look forward and see where this ends. If for any other reason, we have an incredible amount of empirical and anecdotal evidence where we know people, you know, especially at my age, I'm like, yeah, I know a bunch of spinsters now hmm. and they're all crying and they are go, oh, my kids, my babies are leaving. I'm like, and, and they are like a lot of my friends, their youngest is leaving now and they will be an empty nest. I'm like, well, you're going to have a real interesting next 20 years because you, you know, you've either been pushing away the guys or you know, don't need no man, or you go out with guys and they're not exactly the best type. And, and then what are you going to do? They are, they're going to be with their cats. And I guess what the most damning thing about that statement is, I know it sounds cliche and stereotypical, but that's because it is so common and boring. It's basic bitch. It's not complicated. You've pushed people out of your life. You've did not, you did not consider others. Your little ones will grow up and go away. They will go off to do other things and you will be alone. And it wasn't so much men in the olden days or my youth that were like, oh, don't you worry about being alone. Men are more like, ah, oh, we need food. Um, God, I hope I have my house paid off. It was the gals. Aren't you afraid of being alone? I'm like, apparently not as much as you. So if, if it was the gals who were all afraid of being alone, well, where was the investment to, to say, oh no, socialism. Fish bicycle, girl boss. Well, okay. Oh, yeah. But the, this is, and people wonder why loneliness is one of the, uh, what's it called again, biggest factors in um, early deaths in retirement homes. It's not necessarily early deaths because they're already old, but the majority of folks in the retirement home are lonely. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but that's not because they're old. That's because they took their kids for granted because when you're old and you need someone to rely on and you mistreated your kids, that's when they can get payback. That's where you will be confronted by the fact you were a horrible parent. Here's another thing. This doesn't even have to do with horrible parent. Well, it is horrible parenting, but it's something like, oh, my kids don't want to visit me. It's like, well, maybe they can't be afford to visit you. Here's another thing. You throw your kid 150 grand in debt for some bullshit liberal arts degree, that's going to take them decades to recover from if they recover at all. They're not going to be employable. And if they have kids, they have a very tight budget. They can't afford cash to come visit you. And they're not going to certainly afford to put you in a nursing home because they can't afford it. And mm -hmm. then I, and this happened to me, like people were like, well, why don't you call? I, I don't know if you remember long distance. I'm like, I can't afford long distance. 
Well, when you're coming to visit, I can't afford the gas. Now, look, if I had groceries paid for, I could afford gas, but I have nothing. You, I, you I have priorities. No, I have no, I need to survive. And by the way, it's January in Minnesota. I need to make sure I pay the heat bill. You know, it, and so, but that was me in my teens and early 20s. But you load up someone with student loan debt. You never push them. You never tell them the realities. They load up on credit card debt on top of it. And then all of a sudden you're 70, 75, and your your kids are like uh, in their 40s and they've never gotten their financial act together. Or maybe they're divorced because you didn't bother raising your daughters or son right about the realities of dating and courtship. They are financially compromised to the point that they can't visit you in a nursing home. Or they can't visit you, period, whether you're in a nursing home or not. Mm-hmm. And if you had just taught your kids fiscal responsibility, spend less than you make, how to, you know, don't have kids you can't afford, don't major in stupid shit. They would have more free time and more finances to come visit you and bring you little grand. Heck, a lot of times you don't have grandchildren because you didn't bring up your own damn children to have the financial stability to have their kids and therefore your grandchildren. Yeah. It's just like, oh, karma. Don't make you cut your checks. It can't give you grandchildren. Can't give you children. And then when you, Jack, I don't know if this happens in Europe, but do you ever have it where you see the boomer couple raising their child's illegitimate kid? Oh, yeah. Do you see that at all over there or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the evangelical church as well. What's the the evangelical church? What does that mean? Evangelical. It's like a, uh, it's a part of Christianity and the evangelicals are, I don't know, man. They're really hardcore. They're really hardcore Christians, but all the single moms in my city go there. That's God not terribly forgives. hard. Oh, okay. God okay, yeah. forgives. God forgives. You're, you're a single mom. You spread your legs to a man who you only wanted once. God forgives. You'll be a man and man up. <laughs> but so is that where all the grandparents are raising the their children's illegitimate children? That too. Okay. Right. That too. My and favorite not only is their own illegitimate children, but the illegitimate children of others. There's nothing I find more funny. When you see that Tyrone got to somebody's daughter and you look at the little kid, the grandparents are raising like, hey, that kid looks a little darker shade of gray than you. <laughs> and they're just like, hey. and you can just see the defeat in their eyes because grandparents with grandkids that come from that are legitimate grandkids, uh, nuclear family married and all that. They're having fun at uh, But then you see they're just like this beaten, beleaguered, dead eye. We're like pushy. They're like, oh. You're raising that kid. You're not having good old fun grandpa time. You're raising that kid because you failed to raise your kid. Ah, oh, yeah. It's like, yes. Like, can you imagine when boomers would get balls and just um, tell their kids to fuck off? Like, hey, you spread your legs. Now take responsibility. It will never happen. Hang on. Hang on. I don't mean to take too damn long here. Oh, I don't mind. Uh, God, where would this be? <clears throat> 167. Hang on, this is Jermaine. Just bear with me. Yeah, I am. No worries. Uh, the ultimate. Da, 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 at least at the. Still uh, not There are many ways to be perfectly clear. Researching most common, still black and white. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> The Monty Python interlude tone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was a story that made it in that book <clears throat> where uh, I was hanging out with a younger boomer couple and their daughters were 23 and 30. 
mm-hmm. and uh, they found out my company name and I thought, oh, well, what should we do? And uh, their their 30-year-old daughter was still on an allowance, was still getting money. The mom was cutting her a check every month and they're paying for this and pay for that. She's still finding herself. I'm like, she's 40% fucking dead. You know, she's getting gray hair. What are you finding herself at 30? I didn't say that. <clears throat> and I said, well, I, you know, I, I charge an egregious fee. And he said, well, what, what would you do? I say, well, I'd cut her off immediately. And the woman says, oh, I can't do that. She's my baby. And you're expecting boomers to grow balls and do the hard thing? No, no, I'm not boomers, expecting it. Oh, it okay. Nice. All right, I, it, it would be nice. It would be nice, but you got to understand most people, this isn't just boomers, this is everybody. Most people love their children so little, they cannot be inconvenienced or to suffer an uncomfortable conversation or come to mm-hmm. Jesus meeting with their children. They can't do that mm-hmm. because they don't want to be discomforted. The woman doesn't really love her child that much. She doesn't want to have to suffer herself telling her daughter, we're cutting you off. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and that's mostly it. It is. How do I say that? Um, they would hate to be the bad guy themselves. They wouldn't want poor little daughter to look at them like, a harsh human being. It's very self-centered. If you it's look very at it. self, totally self-centered because they don't love their kids. Now they may love their kids at a certain level, but they certainly do not love the children more than they love themselves and how they love their children. So little, they might have some love, but having an uncomfortable conversation, that discomfort, that pain that might come with them or having that conversation that is stronger than the love for the children. Yeah, they're living vicariously through the child, which will never allow the child to live for itself. The child, I cannot emphasize this enough for the majority of children being raised in the United States as well as probably Europe. The child is a thing. It is a goddamn, it's like this really cool coffee mug I got, or uh, this great Mexican wrestling mask that (laughs) Atham got me, or uh, this, uh, this lip balm. The kids are just a really fucking fancy toy. Mm-hmm. And, and I honest to God don't know why. I'm talking 90% of you parents out there. I don't know why you had your fucking kids. Don't know why. If you're not going to raise them, why in fuck's name did you have them? Uh, because of my cummings inside her. Oh, because of my, my genetics. Oh, because of my, my legacy, my progeny. All right, fine. I, you know what enjoy the most being hor- miserable. You know what the most horrible thing is? I don't know if I told you this, but I would actually like to have them. I I really do. Kids? But but yeah. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But me being a responsible 29-year-old, think about the financial consequences, the indoctrination of the schooling system, and the chance being that everything is going to be fucked up whether I like it or not. Yeah. Because I can watch them like a hawk. There only has to be one teacher. They they spend the majority of their time at school. Oh, why don't you just homeschool? Yeah, that's not that easy in Europe. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, my God, man. You have to fight so many systems. You, you have, have to. to. The oh. state, the school. And here's, hey, Jack, good luck finding a wife that wants to do that in homeschool, well, that huh? Too, that too. You have to find a There's woman. There's this other partner involved that you yeah. need to have a kid. There are so many factors, yet everybody is having kids not thinking about any of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know everyone likes to pick on the on the welfare class or, uh, you know, all oh, the blacks or the Latinos. Look at them having kids out of wedlock. And I, <clears throat> wedlock is one thing. But then I'm like, oh, what are you? Like, okay, fine. Just because you're married, you got your fucking McMansion. You don't even spend a damn time with your kid. You can't you give him a tablet. You outsource him to a fucking nanny. What the, how the fuck is that any different? Yeah, I know. By God. I'm Did just, you see? No. I know you're not into celebrity gossip. I know no, you're not. No, but no. Uh, Tom Brady apparently has a has a wife, and she was Who's not that? happy. Tom Brady is one of these uh, sports oh, ball players. I am I aware mean. who Tom Brady is. Okay. She's not happy with Tom Brady. She's not happy with Tom Brady because he isn't home enough. But he, we're all out of men, ladies. We ain't got anything in store for you. Oh, no, if you don't like him, no, we're done. <laughs> we don't like Brad Pitt. We don't like Tom Brady. Well, those were our best models. I guess like, we're just They are one of the richest couples ever. And um, what was it? He's not spending enough time with the kids or something. You're not going to tell me a million-dollar model is going to raise her kids on, by herself. They have I, nannies. Uh, they, I know. I know. I mean... By God. Maybe but, if she spend the time with her kids herself, she'd be more happy. Well, what if what if that's true? What if Tom Brady doesn't spend time with his kids? Well, that would suck. Well, yeah, but he should spend time with his kids. Yeah, Are they absolutely. both outsourcing him? I mean, I don't know. I don't. That might be a legitimate criticism on uh, Giselle's part. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you actually know what her name is? <laughs> Everybody. I'm trying to think of who the equivalent would be. Over in Europe. I mean, American football is the biggest sport. Everyone knows Tom Brady and the Patriots. Everyone knows his wife. I mean, they're they're probably the most known. I bet you there's more people who know who Tom Brady and uh, Gazelle are than uh, the president <laughs> and vice president. Like, who knows who Vice President Pence is in our yeah. own country? <laughs> who's um, the vice president of America? I don't know. Who's the I guy guarantee you they won't know. God, for the long for what Maya was brain farting, I couldn't remember who George Bush Jr.'s vice president was. I'm like, who the fuck was that? And the uh, reason why is because I thought it was somebody younger. And it wasn't. It was Dick Cheney. I'm like, oh God, that's right. Dick Cheney was the vice president. Oh, yeah. Um, let's do this super chat. Then I'm gonna hit the can. If you guys got super chat, send them in because then we're gonna go to what I'm grateful for and all this other cat. Brian Dean for uh two dollars says fourth grade teacher, you can't see moon in daytime. I don't get it. I mean me can't I Cool. I can't either. I'm going to pause this and, and I'll be back. Okay. I can't sing. <laughs> now we can hear Cappy take a piss. He's so human, just like us. He's a human being. He stayed so normal after all of his success. Can you imagine? He has human excrements. I wouldn't think he would. He doesn't sound human. Hmm? Mm -hmm -hmm. Looking at, hey, Chad Elkins is here. Atham, Juan, homeschool time. Homeschool time, you have the weirdest comments. You can't see moon in the day. Oh, you mean the level of education is like that low? Like fourth grade education, you learn that you can't see the moon in daytime. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good sum up of education these days. And still, they want you to invest more in education. Kids these days, like teenagers, don't even know how calories work. It's the easiest thing ever. Yet, 
Adolescents don't even know. But more investment in education. Okay, we're getting super chats here, scrolling down. Wow, a lot of chats in the super chats. Cool. Scrolling. All right. Scrolling, scrolling. Keep those doggies scrolling. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba -da ride. All right, let's get through all this stuff. Uh, what I am thankful for, uh, I'm thankful I didn't have to shovel today. Good. Because we got seven inches of snow. But you know what I'm even more thankful for than that? No. So uh, last week, the other Aaron, you know, the other Aaron who sells uh, computers online uh, yeah. here. Actually, I'll, I'll plug that. I'll put that in the chat room. Uh, so last week, uh, we were doing my rotors and brake pads uh, over at his place, but he was also putting away his snowblower. So he was like spraying it and winter or summarizing it and getting in and he takes meticulous care and he's disassembling it. And then he stores it in the attic of his, um, of his uh, garage. And so I'm handing him up uh, some stuff. And so he went through all, and then the, the big one he stores in the shed. So he puts it all away. Then we get seven inches of snow. Oh. And, and I am, it's not that I'm thankful. I'm not him. I am thankful I get to laugh at him, that this joy, this joke that God played on him, now he has to either shovel it by hand or reassemble. Uh, like, that was all for naught. That was all for naught. So I, I like it when things happen to the other Aaron and that it's not me. I'm surprised it's snowing there. It's it's very sunny here. Very sunny. And yesterday- Well, we before... are in completely different hemispheres, Jack. Yeah, this be true. This be true. Yeah. Yeah, there's, the, the traffic might be our traffic. The weather might be just a bit different. <laughs> yeah, the traffic's uh, exactly the same right now. Almost none. Traffic's great. Traffic's great. And oh, still, traffic. no fucking politician is coming out. None of them is saying, hey, maybe if we commute less, we can save the environment a bit. None of them. But Jack... <sighs> This is a solution to their problem. They don't want a solution. They need problems. No. Otherwise, they can't be employed. What? Who are they going to save? Like if racism went away, what would happen to half the Democrat Party or the, the socialist parties across the planet? They have to. They go to sexism. But let's say we cure sexism that that women and men are equal. <gasps> oh my God! What are they going to do? I mean, they're going to have to get uh, uh, straws up turtle noses, ban oh. everything. Yeah. Um, and then we got sponsors here, real quick. There's a merch account. I'll put the merch uh, thing. I'm going to add more merch, but right now I got uh, just the Corona Chan girl up there. Uh, I would link to my Red Bubble account. The problem with my Red Bubble account is that they're sh like you register and then you get a shop. You get an online shop with the website. It's got your name on it. I'd link to it, but they don't make it at all possible. Not easy. They don't make it possible to put things on your shop. So I have to find the individual links to coffee mugs and things like that. So the link I just posted there, <clears throat> which you can find by going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. And there's a little image, you click on that. And then I've just listed out the main things like a coffee mug, a clock, a pillow, a water mug. T-shirt. And, uh, and a t-shirt, yeah. And so That was pretty brilliant, by the way. Yeah, like, we'll talk about that on that? your show. We'll talk about that on your show. Uh, so we got that. Uh, also, <clears throat> we are sponsored by Academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com, where Alex and his crack team of writing staff will write your college papers for you. Uh, he's It's amazing. He does these things online, just like all colleges now. <clears throat> so if your thesis or whatever is coming due uh, and you know it's bullshit, uh, go to academiccomposition.com and outsource your work like smart corporations do he's also always hiring so if you are looking to write you're look hey were you deemed non-essential and got fired 
you know, you're, but you went to college, you know how to write. Seriously, if, put your liberal arts degree to work. You know how to write bullshit. Go work for academic composition. And he was also um, <clears throat> looking to hire people uh, to do marketing. Both jobs suck, but you get to do it from home. And hey, man, it's some money. All right, so there you go. Uh, the Catholic Red Pill, you can find that on Amazon.com. That's exactly what it is. It is introducing red pill philosophy to Catholic males. I'd say Catholic females, but you girls are uh, still digesting uh, the new feminism that is coming into the church. So I don't want to put too much on your plate. You know, Digest one thing at a time and let us know how that works out for you. Written by James DePrisco and starring the lovely Mary Jo dressed in a traditional housewife garb with a pan full of not cookies, but red pills. The image itself, the cover itself is worth getting the book for, but if you got a Catholic buddy, maybe give that to him. Better Bachelor, our buddy Better Bachelor. You like him, right? Well, yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah. So go check out his YouTube channel. And then while you're at it, also check out Masculine Geek. Uh, who else do we want to recommend? Silvio Canto, C-A-N-T-O, Financial Survival Network. Oh, I got an interview with – wait, what day is it? Hang on. I got to check something. Give me a second, Jack. No problem. You can watch DT at theblackbrigade.com. Go to theblackbrigade.com. There we go. I gave a shout out to DT for you. Black Brigade. Oh, good. Is DT in the new in the news or in the chat? Uh, no, but somebody mentioned him, and I remember you always oh. mentioning him. Yeah, DT Kurt over Rock. at black. Yep, yeah, uh, blackbrigade.org. Um, I'm going to be on Kerry's show at Financial Survival Network today. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. No, we're going to record tomorrow. He he does it differently. I think he just records, then he uploads later. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, Alaska Chaga. Go to alaskachaga.us to get yourself your coffee substitute in the form of chaga tea. Chaga is a mushroom. They ground it up, and it's just like tea leaves, and it uh, has a little bit of caffeine, but not too much. Got there. Then we have The uh, Science of Mastering Women, written by Linda Gross. She is a psychologist doctorate, and she did a big-ass research project on women's behavior, a little bit more intellectually honest then uh, men are toxic, cut their balls off via the American Psychological Association. She took a more methodological approach and uh, took her entire profession. And if there's if there's a look, if you how do I get the girls? All right, here you go. This is a is this as literal and algorithmic and formulaic as you can get. So if you want something a little bit more than me and Jack saying, hit the gym, stay thin, stay in weight, make a lot of money, be aloof, which is. 85% of it. Mm. Uh, oh, and one more thing. If yeah. you're online dating and they're telling you that they can't hook up because of the quarantine, they're lying. <laughs> Do you I'm like that? Joking, my... man. Oh, no. Ask did you like me my... how I know. Uh, did you like my Coromance? Uh, you, you didn't tune in yesterday? Yesterday, no. I haven't seen that one yet. So me, the great one, and Chad uh, Elkins, we were chit-chatting. <laughs> about how all these people are having these online, oh, we're on a Skype date, we're on a Zoom date, we're watching a movie together on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, all these romances are going to end the second these girls have to meet you in the real world. And I, I, we were like, these corona romances, we just call them coromances. <laughs> Your coromances will end. They will never make the jump from digital to real world. They no. never will. You are being used for attention. You boys to, must understand yeah. that. I hate to burst your bubble, but if they really wanted to meet you, they already would have. If yeah. 
You, I mean, men before my time, great men, wiser men have said it before. If she wants to fuck you, she'll crawl under barbed wire. She'll leave her religion. She'll she abandon will. her parents. If she wants to, she will. No government, no virus, no nothing can prevent her. Nope. nope. So, yeah, yeah all you guys having Skype dates? Uh, yeah. It's, nope. but I, and I can understand it from the girl's perspective. They get, they get what they want. And they don't have to be with. It's the same thing with online versus stripping, like the webcam girls versus stripping. Uh, I can see where girls would totally like say, "Fuck stripping, that's dangerous." There's people mm -hmm. around. There's the risk I get a stalker. Online, safe as fuck. You're making way more money. Clean. A lot of these girls get flack, and they're being called prostitutes and blah blah blah. I really disagree with that. I disagree. And there's one more thing. I guarantee you, there is always a guy behind that. There is yes. Always Always, because you know why? There are a lot of scammers in the audience as well, because a lot of these girls don't know how finances work on the internet. So no. Some, oh, are, you, are you saying pretty girls don't know how finances work? Oh, that's huh. not the only thing. I can, I can write a book about that, I, things girls don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, no. by the way, copyright, mine. No, you're 100% right, because, uh, well, Chad, he has to deal with, like, did you make your estimated tax payments? Well, he he ha no, what are those? Uh, but then, yeah, the IT stuff, uh, that's all guys. That's all, all guys. It's all guys, and they are making bank. Yeah. And they're, you know what? They actually, they're doing more. To, I know people say prostitution if it's, if it's a bad thing. No. And you could say this is not prostitution. I get it. Okay. Dude, this guy empowered more women than any liberal arts degree ever did. These girls are making legit cash. They don't have to leave their home. It's safe. Um, it, oh, yeah. You got to show your tits. Horrors of horrors. Oh, my God. So bad. Well, but, I, do, I do agree with Rolo that it will leave a digital footprint. So they have to think about that. But – Ah, man, I don't know. Wear glasses and put on a wig and yeah. call your name Sheena or something. I don't know. She-Ra. That was a, was that He-Man or was that different? Like She-Ra was He-Man. Yeah. She-Ra. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. He was a, his sister or something like that, but she was. I don't know. I never liked He-Man. I always thought He-Man <laughs> was a bit too much. You know what I mean? Like, he was more <sighs> like, he looks like a gay nightclub character to me. <laughs> he really does. Like, no, that's He-Man, I'm like, eh. That's Captain Planet. Yeah, that too. Like those Captain two in the village people. Yeah, yeah. That was. <laughs> uh, and then uh, what else? Uh, I did I already posted uh, my IT guys use computer site? And then if you'd like to help out the show, you can by going to olderbrother.com slash donate. Three links there. One to PayPal, one to Patreon, one to Amazon. Go to the Amazon affiliate link and buy all your shopping there. Doesn't cost you anything extra. And I get a commission on everything you buy. So that's the cheapest and best way to help out. <clears throat> if you want to help out a little bit more, you can go to the Patreon, become a patron member. You get access to stuff I put behind a paywall, namely the road trip podcast, a couple of Mary Jo's pinups and uh, access to my best article I've ever written called sanity is the future of wealth. And then PayPal, you just give me money and you don't get anything for it. But if it makes you feel better, you can do that. You can also help in the super chats. Like if you got a question, go ahead. Drop a couple bucks there and ask away. Ah, uh, and that's it for sponsors. We have one more super chat here, I believe. <clears throat> Something's going on in the chat room. I've seen a bunch of people I don't recognize. Do I have to ban anyone, guys? I don't know. It looks like it's pretty well behaved. Homeschool yeah, there's time. Some there's some Mexican in there. Strange. There's always, dude. Oh, yeah, this Atham fella. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think he's yeah, illegal. Like... <laughs> <laughs> They're all illegal. Him, oh, Juan, Juan Navarro, Murray. Although Murray, I guess with a name like that, you lived in the United States for a while and you got your American name. Murray, that's pretty. <laughs> you don't get more American than Murray. Hey, what's his Murray. name? Murray Jones. Like, ugh. Uh, homeschool time for two buck, uh, two bucks. Uh, Aaron, David Ike is your father. MJ Merch. Uh, David Ike is not my father. I don't like David Ike. I'm. I, I have a newfound that. hatred for conspiracy theorists because somebody oh, came yeah, up to me. There's this QAnon thing going on. I'm going to talk to Troy Francis about that on Wednesday. I need to uh, read up. I had to. I had to uh, dress down. Uh, someone very close and dear to me. We're like, did you see this? I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh man. What? I'm like, are you fuck? I literally had to say, did you lose like 50% of your IQ right now? You don't even have a thesis. What the fuck is this? Like I went online. I looked at it. I'm like, this is fucking cancer. <laughs> I said, look, if you're bored and you need something to do, you need point, point and purpose in life. I got a shit ton of crap I can give you to do right now. But mm -hmm. this, don't ever fucking bring this shit up to me again. Uh, Ray John for huh? Oh no! Please go on. Absolutely. Ray John for two Canadian dollars. Cat tax cuts don't boost the economy. But uh, provide a link, Ray John. It better not be done by some academic economist who's never worked a real job in his life or her life. Like vouch or voosh. I can here watch. I'm going to post in the comments. Tax cuts do boost the economy. Boom. See, so I said it, so it makes it true. Hmm. And you are a well-published author. Well, I'm also a better research economist than probably anyone in the chat room right now. Tax cuts make women's boobies. <laughs> See, so I said that, and I am a researched economist, and it's true. It's not just yet. true. They're not growing, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, she's sitting next to me. I'm like, ah, she must hate my guts. She must hate my guts. Uh, Dan Hunsaker for five bucks. The best advice I received as a healthcare provider is the farther away you get from the front lines, the more expendable you become. Uh, Ray John for two Canadian dollars. Bish. Ash. Ash. We can't even say that. I won't even say that. That's the only word none of us can ever say. Because I don't want to get immediately demonetized. Well, I mean, it's immediately demonetized when I curse, but... Um, Dude, and the black dudes can't even say it on their channel like uh, O'Shea Jackson. Oh, uh, he's black. If you didn't know with the name O'Shea, just if you were wondering, and the last name Jackson, don't know if you need me to connect the dots. The guy's black. Funny as fuck. And he's he's all bleeping this and bleeping that. And they shut him down. He's like, bleep, I'm a bleeper. And, and it's like, yeah, they don't care. They're like, okay, Google. It's a bit like Donovan, right? But like yeah. before Donovan. Yeah. No, it's even the brothers can't. I hope the brothers who keep voting Democrat, you notice who it is, what political side of the party is preventing your free speech. I just mm -hmm. want you to just notice who that is. Liberal white chicks predominantly, oh, but, uh, but your, your liberal Nazi masters over at Google and Facebook and Silicon Valley. Oh, that's all the California liberals for you there. Oh, but they, they, I just they would they also ruin. like to point out one final thing, one final thing. I'd also like to point out it was the Republican Party that fought the Civil War to free the slaves. Just want yeah. to point that out. Okay? And did you know? The Klan were Democrats. Klan were Democrats. Even I know that. Look this up. And, and it's like, hey, yeah, we're not going to give you free shit. And no, we're not going to play the woe is me racism game. But we'll go fight for your freedoms. So what do you want? 
Do you want to be able to talk like full-grown adults and have adult conversations without people fucking nanny notching you, get up in your shit? Mm-hmm. Or do you want? Or do you want? Oh, they used the word. Oh, all right. What were you gonna say? What I was gonna say is that what what happens with everything nowadays? Like it used to be the long march through the institutions with universities. Now it's with me with everything. And I don't know if you listened to the last red evening. That was the most pissed off. I ever gotten on a stream mm-hmm. seriously and it's monetized that that was the, yeah that was the most surprising part because i i went after the rainbow people and that is one demographic That's, you don't yeah, want well, usually that'll get you knocked down pretty quick yeah so. but i the the show is monetized the the reason i got so pissed off is because some of these shit munchers got through at disney and now are introducing gay characters in ducktales a kid show about ducks that go on an adventure and they found it necessary to have a why? Why? And I look, I don't care if you gay, I really don't. But why are sexual preferences, whether it's straight, gay, or whatever, in a in a kid show? Why? I'd I'd also ask this: like, let's <sighs> say you want to introduce conservative politics. Why would you introduce anti-central banking philosophy to DuckTales. Why would you introduce trickle-down economics? Why well, would Scrooge you... Scrooge Duck may benefit from Well, that. okay, but that's a character. <laughs> that's 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 the... They're spoofing, I think, Andrew Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, you know, why do you have a princess? Well, okay, because they're rich. It has nothing... But why are you introducing politics of any stripe? And it may I point out to the liberal voters who are currently having their speech in, infringed upon, um, do you see conservatives or libertarians or Republicans going in and shoving political messages into cartoons? Mm. Huh? Not do you really. see anybody trying to turn Shaft into a white female quadriplegic? <laughs> because you know what? This may shock you. I'm just saying uh, half the reason to tune into Shaft it's because he's he's the big private D. He's the black guy with Thoreau. It's it's the it's the period. It's the piece. It's who Shaft is. The man with a plan. White Shaft? Are you fucking nuts? Just pointing that out. Just pointing out who freed the slaves and who didn't. Who was in the Ku Klux Klan? Who wasn't? Who's who's limiting your freedom of speech and who isn't? And then who's turning your childhood heroes and introducing politics in it? Who's just like, no, leave Shaft black, dude, because he's he's Shaft. That's all non-leftists. Just want to point that out. I am am literally on the verge of asking you if you're serious that they're going to change it because it wouldn't surprise me. Shaft? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise no. me anymore if that no, was because it's the wrong politics. No, the wrong okay. it's the wrong politics. If anything, and I've thought about this doing a GoFundMe account and getting a couple million and redoing like a boobs. cheesy ver- huh? You don't have the boobs to start a GoFundMe. No, no, we'd we'd go well, okay. <laughs> but to go and redo Shaft and have it be the schmaltziest, cheesiest cardigan tied around his neck, white guy with golf shorts on, and instead of like who's the brick, you know, the the um the disco shaft, that kind of thing with was it wasn't Martha and the Vandellas. But we just have like a swinging crooner. Who's the big private D? Yada, da, da, you know, just, just make it. He drives a golf cart. 
And, you know, just as, as a mocking and a ridiculing of what's happening. But um, I don't know. I got other shit to do. I mean, I really have other shit to do. I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, best known for creator of White Shaft in my Wikipedia entry. And, oh, fuck that solution to poverty crap and stopping the housing crisis and the education. Fuck that shit. Hey, he made White Shaft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd have to have a woman, though, do it. Like maybe a ditzy blonde with huge cans. Being Shaft. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. But you have to change the name. Because Shaft, no, it has it to has be in the That's the whole political point is we'd make white Shaft. Okay. That's the whole point to prove yeah. that it's dumb making a black female James Bond or a Latino whatever, Spider-Man or a black, a black Iron Man. No. No, but I mean, isn't that one supposed to be out yet? The new James Bond? Because I it was supposed to be out, but they keep postponing it. And here's what I think happened is when they try to stick the the tip of their dick in the American society's ass. (gasps) Oh, James Bond is a black woman now. Are we edgy? Everyone's like, "Uh, yeah, fuck you. No, James Bond is a British white dude. I even got pissed that Daniel Craig had blonde hair. No, he's a dark haired guy like all the other Bonds were. Uh, and anyway, uh, I forgot where I was going with it. Uh, oh, so then they, uh, they got a lot of backlash for it and they realized people are not going to see, uh, that show. And so they postponed it and they postponed it again. And now it's coronavirus, and now they're just biding their time, hoping people forget that we're being edgy. We're being so woke. She's a black woman. Oh, it's like, wait a minute. Was it there a the gal who's money penny now? Wasn't she a black female who was an yeah. agent? She then didn't couldn't hack it, and that's how she became money penny. I was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Why don't you just have a black female there? Oh god, no, we can't. It's like fuck. She even shot James in the shoulder, right? During um, which one was the that? Dan- aside from Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig movies have been such ass. I fell asleep in two of the James Bond, and I think two of them I walked out on. The last one I didn't even bother go seeing. Last one was okay. Last All one, right, but well, Casino Royale was great, but mostly because of Ava Green. I mean, I, by God, that woman looks good, even okay. for her age. Cool, Ava Green. Don't know who she is. All right, tits. She has cans, big ones. Okay, I'll look her up. I'll look her up. You know who doesn't have tits, big ones? Atham. Atham for two dollars. Is someone close to me believes in flat earth and 5G? Yeah. Yeah, the same person that influenced my close person friend uh, with uh, QAnon also believes in flat earth. And so, uh, oh, where did that go? I can get through these quick. Uh, here we are. <laughs> AO one two three four five for nine or for two bucks. What do you think of Corpus Christi, Texas? Never been there. Don't know what it's like. Um, I think it's on the Gulf. It's an area I haven't been to. Is that it for super chat? Oh no, one more. Brian Dean for two bucks. What about a white male Wonder Woman? Yeah, I wouldn't. What Wonder Woman with her awesome setup? We have it. His name is called Superman. We already have that. Yeah, true. What okay? Why did you what's the best thing about the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman? What was the greatest thing about that movie? Okay, I, I take it back. What was one of the best things about that movie? Because there's some good things about that movie. Yeah, there really were some good things about that movie. Well, first of all, she was hot. 
there it's gal gadot it's like wow you nailed that character like she was tall and good looking and the long hair you know what i liked about that as well Mm -hmm. she kicked ass Mm -hmm. but not for the sake or it didn't cost the male characters to be dweebs the male characters were still awesome Mm-hmm. Like she, they needed each other. There was the word. Here it comes. Cooperation. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Men and women working no, together. We are adversaries. No, we are competitors at best, enemies at worst. You, you, you remember the part competing. where she walks into London and she sees a baby, and her instincts kick in. No, I don't. Oh, I it's don't. a great scene. They walk into London, and Gal Gadot is walking there and being all tough and edgy. And there's a woman with a baby, and all of a sudden she goes like, "Oh, baby." Like, I just no, like focused. I just like the fact she kicked ass. That's yeah. all it was. Straight up, I'm gonna kick ass. We're gonna kill the bad pre-Nazi dudes. Like we're gonna kill the Kaiser guys. I'm like, yeah, all right. She, and she, she came from the place. She did. She did great. She's gonna stop the bad guy. All right. No lectures. No sermoning except for the Indian guy. And then the white man took our land. And then I was like, fuck you. Just fuck you. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I don't want to see a, a male Wonder Woman. Uh, we have that. Would you like some good news? I'll, I guess I'll save the uh emails for tomorrow. Tomorrow's Corona Chan, the happy, the fan mail, not fan mail, just happy mail from, from fans and listeners. Uh, you want to hear some good news? Yeah, sure. Okay, this is from Lusk, Wyoming, the Lusk Herald. You know where Lusk, Wyoming is? No. Right on the border where South Dakota, Nebraska, and Wyoming all share a little T-intersection border. Mm-hmm. Nothing out there. <clears throat> Cheyenne man breaks state record with 1,491-pound pumpkin. <laughs> huh? Is wow. That, how, how, wow. Is it, yeah, he's got, he's got a huge pumpkin. It looks kind of like a cancerous <laughs> deflated tit, frankly. It doesn't look like – it's not this perfect orange picture-perfect pumpkin. It's kind of it's like, oh, it might have had some genetics – mutated in it uh the pumpkins andy corbin grows at his home in east cheyenne are so big and so heavy that he needs a handmade tripod to move them weighing in at 1491 pounds his biggest pumpkin of the year broke wyoming state record for more than a decade corbin has been growing giant pumpkin in his garden to show at competitions it's kind of the zone where i can get away from everything corbin says my stress kind of just disappears when i go out into the garden uh, garden while it may be relaxing for Corbin, growing a record-breaking pumpkin is no small task. He prepares the soil with leaves of fertilizer during the fall, so when spring comes, the garden is ready to go. During the growing season, he checks the moisture in the soil daily and swaddles the pu- swaddles. There's a verb I don't even know. Swaddles the pumpkins in blankets to keep them warm at night. This guy likes his pumpkins. Hmm. Uh, pumpkin growing is a year-round thing, Corbin said. On average, his pumpkins grow about 25 pounds each day during the season. These aren't grown with your regular pumpkin seeds, though. One seed for a giant pumpkin can cost $600. Okay. I'm glad I got this. This is an interesting article right now. This is, uh, this is, uh, we're learning a lot about pumpkins. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice to have something like that next to all the politics and stuff. Yeah. What did you, what did you spend $600 on? A seed. One seed? One seed. with such success one might think corbin keeps trade secrets from growing the biggest pumpkins but in reality corbin has developed an entire website for pumpkin growers complete with tips tricks and his favorite seeds the growing community as a whole is really nice corbin said everyone is willing to share information i can't really say there's secrets out there i think the way he could give all way of his secrets but i'm not testing soil daily 
or swaddling my pumpkins. <laughs> I, I think that's where he, he goes that extra mile that no one else is willing to go. Well, there's an innuendo, swaddling my pumpkin. Hey, pumpkins. swaddle my pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin swaddlers. Yeah, she's a oh man, dude. She's just this old pumpkin swaddler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Corbin also used his web skills to revamp the website for the Great Pumpkin Commonwealth, where he serves as regional representative. The Commonwealth has established rules and regulations for pumpkin growing contests worldwide. To win a record for a pumpkin, the competition must be certified by the Great Pumpkin Commonwealth. I had no idea this world was out here. <laughs> I didn't know. Did you know there's there's a Great Pumpkin Commonwealth? I mean, it's global. This is like, this is the authority. If there this is an global? authority, um, yes. This is an authority on pumpkin growing. Global, global. This is the UN of pumpkin growing. Wow, they have that. Yeah, Talk about a hobby. Yeah, huh. uh, on Corbin's website, pumpkinfanatic.com, users can find information on growing pumpkins, both big and small. The website also has a tool for tracking the genetics of a pumpkin. You could track genetic. Like, what was your your pumpkin's great 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 grandfather? See. What? You could track the genetics of a pumpkin. I never knew that. Well, I, why would you want that? Well, but think about this. This guy knows somebody. This is his niche. This is his thing. Like everyone he's thinks I'm weird. Alpha. Of, huh? He's the pumpkin alpha. He's, he's the pumpkin alpha, but he has this. This guy is leaving. A, I'm being deadly serious about this. This guy is leaving a legacy. Yeah. He, he does a ton of research. People are going to have questions about pumpkins. He will <clears throat> contribute greatly to the future of pumpkin growing. And pumpkins is at least a multi-billion dollar industry for food and for fun kids. With Do you like Halloween, Jack? No, we don't really celebrate it. You don't have Halloween? No, we don't. Oh, it's, oh dude. wait. It is getting more popular by the years because of globalization and things like that. But yeah. no, man, it's... Uh, that's nope. too bad. I, that's that's probably my trade in your extra Easter day for Halloween, man. Ha, ha, oh, I would great. love to. I oh. would love. I would love to have more slutty kittens in November. <laughs> I was thinking more for the kids to have pumpkins to carve. That's no more like teenage was, drunken. Hold on, right, 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 I know your incentive. College educated girls uh -huh. who dress slutty. Uh huh. Uh, Corbin now shares. Uh, Hang on, where did I? Where's my spot? There's a girl in the chat again, Atham. <laughs> Atham, what the heck? You're letting women into this chat. Growers all over the world can search for a pumpkin by its weight or who grew it to find the exact family tree. After learning tips and tricks from other growers in the competitive field, Corbin now shares his knowledge of pumpkins. That's the only way you get to the next level is listening to other people and what they've done. He said, "Growing pumpkins in Cheyenne does take some getting used to." Because of the climate, Corbin has hail nets to protect the pumpkins from storms and uses blankets to keep the pumpkins warm at night. He has to pull his record-breaking pumpkin early in the year to beat the cold. You have to learn how to grow for your region, he says. <clears throat> As a kid growing up in Cody, Corbin was no stranger to pumpkins. He grew up in the garden with his dad. His love for planting was rekindled more than 10 years ago thanks to a friend who also grows pumpkins in the town. I've always enjoyed the fall. I've always enjoyed the gourds and the pumpkins, he said. In sixth grade, foreshadowing the future, Corbin won a pumpkin carving contest at school. Well, carving pumpkins is fun. Hmm. Uh, when Corbin and his wife had children of their own, they passed down this childhood hobby. I, how much you want to bet <clears throat> Corbin spends time with his kids? His kids, and and if he has any daughters, they're going to know who their father was. 
I think a lot. I think all of them are going to know who their father is <laughs> because they, he actually spent time with them. He shared yeah. his hobby. Can you imagine, Cappy? Like you having a kid and showing your child how to fix a car or whatever you tend oh, to dude, do. Dude, if I had if I had a kid, we'd be we'd be working on motorcycles before the kid could ride one. We'd be going on hikes. We'd be doing fossils. Uh, we'd be panning for gold. I get. I got my next step is to get into metal detecting. Oh and, uh Yeah, and we we'd be going. Yeah, we'd be having fun. My only fear is that the kid would get sick of it and not like it anymore. And so, you know, but we'd find other stuff to do. I was always wanting to get in a hobby planes, you know, like the ones that fly, you know, some you know, rockets. Um, Aren't drones something you could get into? I could probably get into drones. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, well, I could see everybody say, hey, look, I flew over the Grand Canyon, like the thousands of other videos I can find for free on the internet. Like, is mine going to be any really different? You know, it, uh, not really. I do have a really cool video. A buddy of mine was starting to get into droning and we went up to Sandia peak in New Mexico and he had me ride my motorcycle down a curvy stretch several times and he filmed it. And you could tell it's amateurish because I'm not in center of focus, but he's got a couple where it looks like a commercial and there's me just going down this. It was really kind of neat, but I, I don't know. I, I'd get my kid into entrepreneurship. Like, you're going to have your own company by 16. I don't care if it's you programming or something, but you're going to like not need a job by the time you're 16. I'm still surprised at 16 and not 14 or 12 or eight. <laughs> you got to be kids too. Yeah, that's true. You know, Juan was a mechanic by the time he was 16, probably even 15 or 14. Oh man, my brother, yeah. the same thing. He was a mechanic by, wait, how old was he? he I was 14. Oh yeah, it was around... 14 his age he was a mechanic about the same time you became a professional arsonist right <laughs> mm, was that around the same yeah kind of like that <laughs> uh, i've always I've, enjoyed the fall i've always enjoyed the gory oh no but i'm looking forward to next year corbett says he hopes to join the four thousand pound club and grow three pumpkins that weigh more than four thousand pounds combined so there's somebody out there in the world way better than him damn this guy grew a pumpkin only 1,500 pounds. There are people that grow three, 4,000-pound pumpkins, I guess, every year. Jesus so Christ. Yeah. yeah. You could kill a man with that. You could kill You could kill a lot with that. So, All right. Any more Super Chats? Are we done? Are we done? Wonder Woman. I think we're good to go. Boom, we're done. All right, Jack, why don't you tell, uh, tell people about the podcast you're doing here in a little bit. Okay, in about 45 minutes, I'm going to hold a podcast with our man Aaron Clary, Masculine Geek, Rob from Rob Says, and TJ Martinell, if he's old enough to come in. And that's going to be on... Hold on, Cap. I need to plug this in the chat. God damn it. Here we go. Boomer Tech. Boomer tech, boomer tech, boomer tech. I'll just, I'll just yeah. retweet yours here. Uh... Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to post the link to my channel in the chat. There it is. Subscribe everything. It's great content. It's awesome. Oh, here, yeah. If you like Here's Kathy, your of mine. Uh, Easter Day special. Minutes. Is this it? Easter Day special? Yeah. The uh, Easter, second it. Easter Day special. Dutch yeah. holiday. With Masculine Geek, Rob from Rob Says, TJ Martinell, and... 
Captain Capitalism. Himself. Yeah. And I won't be there for the whole thing because I got other stuff to do as well. So I'll come in and say really? hi. You have, you, have, you have things to do? Dude, You're I've, actually had, I've had this thing I've wanted to write. Oh, by the way, I'm going to do the writing because I, I went. It, we'll talk about that later. Your writing's fine, but I, I'll just bang this out quicker um, <clears throat> on my own because I can write 30 pages. Um, I, I like. I, I thought about that, by the way, because I know you got a tested IQ of 140. Around there, like yeah. 136, that. 141. Well, mine is, is around 120, 125. And like, I have trouble talking to people with an IQ of 100. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that like the same thing where you talk to somebody who has an IQ of 20 points less. Oh, it's, yes. Like, it's painful talking to you, Jack. You're a complete idiot. That's why I don't No, No, it's not that hard. I think once you get to a certain point, it's all right. But um, I, I guess the biggest difference is the work ethics thing. Like in conversation, you, you and I get along fine. But when you look at work, work ethics, you are way faster. Although you do respond slowly to your DMs. I don't know if I'm way faster. Um, that well, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I think there's, yeah. <clears throat> that was, I think, born of a need to survive and condense as much work into possible in a certain amount of time. So I'm extremely good. I think it's time management is what mm -hmm. it is that I'm probably exceptionally good at. Um, but I don't think that has anything to do with IQ. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? I'm losing it here. I retweeted your thing. We're going to be on in about 40 minutes. I'll be on a little bit, but then I have to go work because I want to work on a project because I've been procrastinating and it's gnawing at me. That's what it was. It's pissing me off because of all this other shit I have to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I got a lot of downtime too. But um, All right. And then uh, I already plugged my crap. Uh, the books, while you're trapped at quarantine, get Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, the Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major, Curse of the High IQ. This would be a good one. That'd be a good one to read. While you're stuck there, enjoy the decline. It's a little bit more philosophical. Uh, How not to become a millennial, written by me originally, and then edited by Vince Barrick. And then the Pence Principle, written by Randy Bentwick. How not to get accused falsely of rape. And that's it. Will you take us out appropriately, Jack? Toodles. <laughs>